I choose you from the world to go and bear fruit that will last, says the Lord. Alleluia. 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 The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said to his disciples, as the Father loves me, so I also love you. Remain in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy might be in you and your joy might be complete. This is my commandment. Love one another as I love you. No one has greater love than this to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. I no longer call you slaves because a slave does not know what his master is doing. I've called you friends. Because I have told you everything I have heard from my Father. It was not you who chose me, but I who chose you, and appointed you to go and bear fruit that will remain, so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you. This I command you, love one another. The Gospel of the Lord. Good afternoon. So today we celebrate this feast of St. Matthias, and he's called to replace Judas, right? St. Matthias is called to replace Judas. And the mission, Peter kind of initiates this, right? Peter recognizes the need to elect um, or to choose another apostle um, for the mission of witnessing the power of Jesus and his resurrection and his his, his, his redemptive plan and mission for all of humanity. And um, we're all called, obviously, to be a part of that, co-workers with the apostles, and with, with a little a, if you will. We're all called to be, like, apostles with a small a. We have our bishops, the apostles with a, a capital A, um, who work in cooperation with Peter, the Pope, our, our Holy Father, Pope Francis. But the whole mission's the same. From the top to the bottom, the mission's the same in the church, which is to spread the basic gospel message, um, not just by words, but by our actions. And one of the things I, I'm, I'm recognizing in society and culture is that there's a tremendous deprivation of an understanding um, and thought, and namely philosophy. We have a lot of sometimes theology, um, we have a lot of um, spirituality, but there's a real deprivation of good, sound philosophy in our, in our world. And it's one thing John Paul II really brought to the, to the forefront is his philosophy and his great rich experience of the human person. Because this is the, you, you can't really separate philosophy from theology. Because if theology is going to be sound, it needs a strong foundational base, namely philosophy, right? A way of thinking, a truth. Recognizing patterns of thought and recognizing what's right, what's wrong, just in the natural way of thinking. 
even in the political arena, the social arena. But one of the things I recognize in my life and I'm seeing in um, Carol Wojtyla with John Paul II is in his philosophy, he talks a lot about personalism, right? Or he contrasts, as I shared the other day, the verb to use, utilitarianism, which he contrasted against to love. And this personalistic norm that he used through all of his pontificate, which was that the person in and of themselves is an end. You can't treat anyone as a means. I'm not a part of the, of the United States. I'm a person. And so communism really had a real attack on the person, right? Really, it's all about the state. It's all about the nation rather than the beauty and uniqueness of each person and their great dignity, value, and worth. The basic gospel message is that. It's the announcing of the gospel is the announcing of Jesus' way of loving the human person, which can be very foreign to different cultures and races and generations, but it across the board is the same. It might land differently in Asia than it does in Africa, than it does in the United States. The message is the same, meant to be, if you will, antidotal and helping us to recover and realize who we truly are. Because your understanding of self will determine how you live, how you act, what laws you make, what ways you speak, what ways you, you, you know, ethics, morality stems out of the person's understanding of themselves. If I'm just an object to be used in the state, if I'm just an object, a dollar sign, a social security number, then that's what created Nazism, you know, uh, all the Stalins and all the Hitlers came out of this poor understanding of the dignity and value of the human person. So they had their own way of thought, their own way of thinking. But this importance of Matthias and the importance of the apostles and our role to continue to teach and preach through our way of life, the message of Jesus is so important. Because it allows you and I to come to know ourselves. Michael, it's not, who's talking right now? Is it Michael the priest? Is it Michael the son? Is it Michael the friend? Is it Michael assigned to St. Gerald? At some point, this is why you could see solitude and prayer is so important. Because if I can't be without actively living all those roles, and what I mean is if I can't enter into solitude and silence when I'm not, if you will, living out preaching or teaching or being a son or being a, 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 a friend, because see, all those social roles do influence my understanding of myself. But I need to be alone with him. God alone can truly give me my identity. We could actually hide behind our roles. I can hide behind the priesthood and never know who I am. And this is why some sadly leave the priesthood. I can hide behind being a wife or a husband or being a spouse. I can hide behind a friendship. Because when we're afraid to be alone, it's because we're finding our value and worth in that particular social role or that particular thing we're doing. We're not doings, we're beings. So the gospel message gives you and I permission to simply be alone with our Lord. And then our Lord gives us awareness. John Paul II had three things in his philosophy, self-awareness, self-possession, and self-determination. 
Self-awareness is when a soul or a person becomes aware of their great value and dignity as a person. I, I'm aware of myself, not as a part, but as a whole. I am aware of myself as a unique person that no one else will ever match. It's the one and only, Michael, right here, just as you, the one and only. When I'm aware of that, which only comes really through the light of Jesus in the gospel, because I can only see myself truly through his philosophy, through his heart, through his mind and heart and words. Then I become a way able to possess myself. That means I can own myself. I can choose to be who I am. And I can stand against those other influences that come toward us in culture, in the world, the flesh and the devil. I can't stand up against evil if I don't even know who I am. I'll probably just go along with the crowd which is what you see in our culture, right? It's a crisis of identity. We've, we've really lost an understanding of the person, and that's why John Paul II and his philosophy and his theology and the teachings of the church are so critical, okay? So I'm aware of myself, I can embrace who I am, possess myself, then I can determine my actions. I can choose freely without the influence of the world, the flesh, and the devil. I choose to tell you what I'm telling you. Not because I was taught necessarily, but because it's coming out of the core of who I am as a person, whom God created. The word is becoming flesh through me right now, not because I learned it in some theology book, but because I've discovered and I'm standing in who I am. I am his. I am created by him. And you can tell the difference between someone who speaks book knowledge and someone who's speaking from interiority there's a difference when you meet somebody and they're speaking from the interiority their encounter with him the lord the eternal word of god that person has authority and you read in scripture i think it's in acts of the apostles we know peter we know paul but who the demon said who are you because this guy was trying to kind of if you will learn a bunch of stuff from Peter and Paul, then maybe he could write his own book and make some money. But Peter and Paul had authority in Christ. We as Christians, people can see through us. And you don't have to be able to explain things super eloquently or explain this or that, but people know when you act as a person. John Paul actually wrote a philosophical work called The Acting Person. And when you can live out of that personhood, people are very aware of your genuineness. They know when you're fake and they know when you're real. They know when you've been super influenced and polluted, if you will, by the world, the flesh, and the devil. And they know when you're your own person. And if you notice, we say in culture, wisdom comes with age. There's some truth to that. Because I know a lot of older people who, they're not really afraid to tell you what they think, right? Really, I mean... People that are older like, you know, what do I have to lose? You know, here I am. You like it or not, you get what you get. There's some beauty to that, right? That's a person, an acting person, not a robot, not someone who culture has influenced to the point where they're not, they don't even know who they are. So I encourage you today, don't be afraid of the purification that comes when you're not doing things. When you're sitting in the chapel and you feel disturbed by not being able to act like even when you put down your spiritual book just to be alone with him there's healing that happens there there's there's graces that are moving and helping you to really understand 
how beautiful you are, how unique and precious you are to God. And only then can our actions become truly fruitful, evangelical, fruitfulness, evangelization. True evangelization will flow out of that deep interiority and experience of God within you, the indwelling presence of the Trinity. So let's ask today for these graces through St. Matthias, because that's what he was being elected or selected to do, ordained to do, to announce this basic message of the gospel. Love one another as I loved you. You can't do that unless you're alone with him. It's impossible. The world thinks you can. That's why I always say all these self-help books that are written are proof we don't know what we're talking about. I mean, all the books we write that are self-help, try this. You see it for marriage, for family, for sexuality. Try this, how to do this, how to do that. It's like, it's proof we don't know what we're doing because you wouldn't need another book if you had it right. People just don't want the cross. They want an easy road, easy, easy route. My brothers and sisters, adoration of the Blessed Sacrament will solve it all. But we have to choose to submit and commit ourselves to that time of prayer and then our experience of the Mass will grow deeper. Our praying the Rosary will grow deeper. Our marriages will grow deeper. Everything will become more substantial, not superficial and shallow. Which is, at some point, you know, the world's version of happiness will get very boring. They don't want to try something else. And eventually, there will be enough misery and suffering where I'll be like, I need to go back to the basics. What's Jesus say?